Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Zing This. You got me, Zinger. And I'm Ellie. That was <laughs> lyrical. I know, I was feeling feisty. Speaking of feeling feisty, I oh. think you got a game you want to talk about. <laughs> I do, I'm a dork. So, PlayStation Plus, just like Xbox, um, you know, they have a monthly um, free set of games. And this month is Just Cause 3. And I've been thoroughly enjoying the cheesiness and fun of, of that game. So, if you just want to give our, our listeners a quick rundown of what to expect if they were to play Just Cause 3, how would you explain it in, like, a very quick um, A lot of chaos. Mm-hmm. And you're part of a, re- a rebel group trying to take down a... A dictatorship type thing and you basically just get to blow stuff up and um you know use your your um grapple hook grapple hook to you know grapple to the ground and it saves you oh from when you jump out of a plane yes. skydive straight almost into the ground speed yourself up by hooking into the ground and then you walk away from it yes it's awesome definitely a fun game <laughs> i'm glad it's, that um, don't take it, it seriously it, it is Grand Theft Auto with the cheat codes on, basically. I mean, you can't times. go wrong with Rico. You cannot. <laughs> so that that's something I know that you were excited about that you've yes, been playing. Yeah, so I was recently. so excited when I saw that that was free. And they also have the um, the Black Flag uh, Freedom uh, Cry. Freedom, yeah, Freedom's Cry. Yeah, that's a good one too. So definitely have some some cool options for you for for free this month. So next thing we're going to discuss. This kind of came out last week. And it kind of hit around the time we were doing the episode, so it got kind of overlooked slightly. But fear not, we will discuss it right now. And that is the Deadpool casting reveals of both Domino and Cable. Mm-hmm. So we got the images pulled up. Ellie, I'm going to let you handle handle this to start. Domino, what do you think? Hot. The fire? <laughs> <laughs> I She's gorgeous. And I, I really like, aside from her laying on top of a, what looks to be a Deadpool rug. Yes, that is fantastic. I enjoy the fact that her eye, her little mm-hmm. eye thing is flipped. Mm-hmm. It's not black, it's white. I think that right. that was a nice touch with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't wait to see her in this. I think yeah. they, they said they're really going to utilize her powers in a unique way. So I'm excited to know what that means, to be exact. Yeah. So... I guess we're going to have to wait and see with that one. But another one that we got a few more images of hmm. is we got Cable. Yeah. And what do you think of Cable? He looks, um, he looks B.A. I like the mechanical arm. I, I, I like the guns on top of guns. Like, <laughs> like they, they obviously went well, full 90s with certain aspects and, and of And the bear. Them. Why does he have a teddy bear? <laughs> Because he is that awesome um, that he can rock a teddy bear and he doesn't care. I, I do like the whole techno-organicness yes. in him. Because you can see it kind of on his neck. His eyes got that mm-hmm. glow to it. I think they did a great job with him. I mean, yeah, he's not like muscle on top of muscle like he'd be drawn in the comics. But I think that they did a great job with it. And I'm really, I'm really excited the way it looks. So I can't wait to see more. Of this, possibly, maybe a trailer around Super Bowl time, maybe, possibly. <laughs> but I, I love it when your voice gets 
it's when higher. I it's when I get excited. I'm I'm really speculating out there. <laughs> but no, I mean this this was really cool. I'm I'm really glad we got these. I like I said I enjoy the glowy. I enjoy you know the, the way Domino looks and the fact that they've hinted that their her powers are going to be very uniquely shown off. So I'm I'm excited for Deadpool. I mean I was excited for Deadpool to begin with, but I mean this is this is just helping the case and pushing it along at an accelerated rate. So that that's just something that's really cool. Ellie, you actually have a theory for once, or have found a theory. Well, so uh, hold the, on, wait, 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 wait. Oh. I, I need. I, I'm gonna find a sound effect for this. This is <laughs> this is Ellie theory time, people. This doesn't happen often. Mark it's, mark your calendars. Well, I, I didn't come up with the theory. <laughs> but you're talking about it. Okay, so I I'm ex- see. So I'm gonna say I'm not a big theorist myself. But you enjoy that. I love theories, though. So, I did find... Except when I tell them, because apparently I get them right, and you have to put up with me smiling. I know. Like a it's annoying. Gosh. Smug person in the theater People when it happens. People don't have to live with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did find a theory, though, that perhaps the teddy bear mm-hmm. on his belt is one that belongs to Hope Summers. What do you think about that? Interesting. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Something. Oh my gosh! I got a Nicolas Cage moment oh, happening. Oh no! Stop. Um, Con Air. Oh. Just, just, just another scene with somebody going put the bear down. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and that was just an amazing impression. I don't. I honestly, I, I kind of blanked out into that, so I don't even know how it sounded. You can roll the footage back, and you'll hear it. I'm I'm good. Okay. I'll, I'll catch it in editing. Okay. And leave it in terribly. <laughs> so, um, with that, Ellie, what do we what what do we have for our, our listeners today on our main part of the show? Well, some awesomeness with Jay talking about Copperhead and elsewhere and Zoo, my one of my famous summer summer crushes. So Awesome. Well we're gonna go to a quick break and when we come back. We got that interview for you. It's J time. <laughs> this is Zingness. Hey, my name's Paul, and I'm not an animal expert. I'm Donna, and I'm not an animal expert either. And together we do a podcast about animals called Varmints. Every week we pick an animal, do a bunch of research on it, and bring you some interesting facts about that animal. But we don't stop there. We talk about that animal in movies, TV, and other pop culture. And we talk about whether or not that animal would make a tasty dish, and how intelligent we think it is on the scale of 1 to 10. It's exactly like one of those fancy PBS nature documentaries. Except with more poo jokes. New episodes go live every Thursday wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Or you can visit us at blazingcariboustudios.com. <laughs> Varmints! Varmints! <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Zingness. You've got me, Zinger. And I'm Ellie. And we are joined by a very special guest, Jay Falbro from Elsewhere, The Zoo, um, Copperhead. Did I miss anything on that first go? Uh, no, that, that that's the current stuff. All right, cool. As long as I got the current stuff, at least. And, and you are returning for your second appearance on Zingness, so thank you for that. Absolutely. Glad to be back. Awesome. Well, we've got... a. 
we've got kind of a grab bag of stuff to talk to you about, so I guess let's sandwich it with comic, movie, comic, if sure. that's okay. Or TV Absolutely. show. Sorry, yes, TV <laughs> show, my bad, my bad on that. Yes. All right, so... I knew what you meant. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I was just in case the listeners out there was confused. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Um, so since you have two comics currently running, we will... Mm-hmm. We will tail end with Copperhead, so I guess let's get started with your most recent comic that has one issue out, and um, we both read it, enjoyed it, and that would be Elsewhere. Yeah. Which is a um, story of Amelia Earhart, a very interesting science fiction story of Amelia Earhart. So, um, where did the idea for this come from, if you don't mind me asking? And if you want to just tell uh, our readers about the plot, too, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, the plot is basically Amelia Earhart finds herself uh, transported to a, a strange, exotic kind of fantasy realm uh, where she falls in with a group of rebels who are fighting back against a kind of evil overlord. Uh, and, and really, she just wants to find her way home. She wants to find her friend Fred, who is her navigator, who, mm-hmm. who disappeared the same time she did in in, in reality. Uh, and so she believes he's somewhere else in this strange world, and she wants to find him and then get home. Uh, and the idea came about when I was working with uh, Sumaya Keskin, uh, the co-creator and artist. We were looking for something to do together. And she had been sending me just random sketches from her sketchbook. And uh, some of them had these just crazy environments and and landscapes. And I just said, you know, wow, what if, you know, I want to do a fantasy story. But uh, for me as 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 a reader, as the audience, I always need someone to to identify with somebody to kind of latch on to in that kind of story. And so I thought about putting a human in this strange world. And then somehow I just hit on the idea that what if it's Amelia Earhart? And, you know, I ran it by uh, Sumaya and she was totally down and we were just off to the races from there and just kind of built this world from the ground up based on her visuals and my uh, narrative. And uh, the rest is history. Awesome. Well, that's, I mean, that's definitely really cool. It was something I made sure to... Um grab day one and it actually sold out while i was at the comic book store that i pick up stuff oh, from. Wow. and i know a lot of people have been saying that they're finding it's it's hard to find for them and we got a variant yeah, yeah. cover <laughs> yeah we actually picked up the variant cover too luckily uh-huh. that's awesome and i i thought it was great when i when i first started well before i even read it when i heard about the general storyline I bet all the um, Amelia Earhart conspiracy theorists, uh, theorists probably loved. They thought this story, I'm sure, <laughs> mm-hmm. was very cool. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, we've gotten some nice feedback on that front. <laughs> yeah, um, and and you couldn't have asked for better publicity because of like a month ago they they had that possible photo of her right revealed. Right. Yep. Yep. It was on a, a History Channel special. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so so you couldn't ask for better like free <laughs> yeah, publicity it, it for this. Really, it, it really seemed like a, a very expensive marketing ploy on our <laughs> behalf, uh, but it was not. Just oh, okay. just good timing. I, I, I was I was wondering maybe maybe, <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's just an interesting take. I, I really enjoy there, there's there's a little bit in there where it's where it's sci-fi mumbo jumbo where it's the whole they kind of instantly are able to understand each other to an extent. Yes. 
and I kind yeah. of enjoy that it's actually referenced. I, I, in in so many different things, they they never reference like how can they understand each other. And this one, it's sort of an offhanded little. Oh yeah, it's it's referenced, but it's not really explained yet. Right, yet, and that is, yet, that is something that will that will that that, that that we haven't forgotten about. That is mm-hmm. something that will play into the book as we go on. Just just how these completely alien people are able to communicate with each other uh, is is something that, that will be explained, and and it is a story point. Awesome. Well, that's that's definitely cool that that, that you're seeding stuff in yeah. here and everything. Well, one thing I really liked was um, were the steeds. Um, oh yeah, yeah. And the kind of the, you know, the comment that they made. Um, is it court and tavel? Is that how you say yes. it? Okay. Yes. Um, I I like the way um, it was automatically recognized that like she immediately bonded with one of these, and and that it, and they you know pointed out that it it takes a while typically for that to happen. So I thought that was kind of kind of cool too i like that part yeah of it. thanks thank you yeah amelia i mean just based on what i know about her her history and her personality she was a pretty amazing woman uh just incredibly fearless and uh really uh, uh defied expectations and pushed social boundaries and uh so it, it was not a stretch that, that uh you know in this fictional universe that she would excel at uh, a flying creature faster than anybody else. It just right. felt unnatural to me. Yeah, and she definitely shows her spunk already in the first issue when she's um, just some of her dialogue where she's like, okay, stretch, I'm not moving. And <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was great. So I, I like her. I like her feistiness. Thanks. And speaking of feistiness, this is once again a female-led yes, I character. Love it. For, for mm-hmm. you, and that's that's something that I know we kind of touched on when you were on previously with Copperhead and everything, so it's really cool to see that theme continue here with yeah, Elsewhere thanks. and everything. So that's... Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're both, you know, Copperhead and Elsewhere are both led by women, but they're very, very different. Mm-hmm. Uh, different personality-wise, and obviously one is fictional and one is fictionalized. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, I saw no reason not to, to do it that way. All right, awesome. Um, so I'm I'm gonna kind of spoil or something real quick. Uh oh. I mean this this is okay. the first issue, and I I just want to say like I I, I want to just replay for you what happened when I read it because I don't think okay. I got out of the parking lot. Like okay. I, 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 I wasn't driving. I wasn't driving. I was sit. I sat. Oh, good. <laughs> I s- Boys and girls do not drive and read comics. and read comics. <laughs> but no, I just sat. I sat in the car in the parking lot. I'm like, oh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll just flip flip through it real quick. And then next thing I know, I'm just like, okay, well, I'll just read it real quick. So I'm sitting there reading it, and I get to the end, and there's the <laughs> reveal on the final page, and I close the comic, sit there for a second, open it, close it, and go, hmm, that's interesting. And the reveal is she meets D.B. Cooper, who, if anyone is unfamiliar with him, he was a hijacker of a planes back in uh, the 70s, I want to say. Yeah, yeah. I, I forget exactly what year, but it was the 70s. And he stole a ton of money and kind of jumped out of the plane and vanished over the Pacific Northwest. Over Oregon. Yep. Yes. So having him there, I was like, whoa, what's he doing there now? <laughs> so that, that that was definitely like, like I said I was kind of like I, I closed it because I was like I didn't read that correctly I, I had to have misread that 
<laughs> Amelia, now him. Who's next? Yeah, it just <laughs> felt like, you know, it's a... Uh, it's it's another missing person, uh, and he involved uh, air travel, and it just felt like a uh, something that, in a in the most bizarre way possible, made sense to include. So, with you saying bizarre air travel, I I, I know that you might not want to give anything away, but would a possible appearance by Flight Nineteen that went vanished over the Bermuda Triangle maybe make an appearance in this? Uh, I'm not even familiar with that. When did this happen? Flight 19? Flight 19 was in the, it was right after World War II. It was a training mission that was off the coast of Florida that they flew. um, They were flying a training mission and kind of got lost off course. And they were very, like they could, they were very close to shore, but they somehow got lost and just vanished over the Bermuda Triangle. Okay, I think I vaguely recall hearing that. I just didn't remember what the you know what the flight number was. Yeah. Uh, you know, I won't rule anything out. I'll, I'll put it that way. Well, I the, the story's not going to turn into uh, famous missing person of the month <laughs> that every issue they meet somebody new. It's definitely not that. Uh, but as we explore this world that they're trapped in, we may find more. Uh, remnants of Earth in various forms. I guess that's what I'll say. Interesting, oh. and and just kind. Of, I know this is you know sci-fi fantasy and everything, but this place seems to exist out of time. Considering Amelia Earhart was nineteen thirties, late late thirties, and DB Cooper was the seventies. So I mean, obviously, this place has some interesting time elements to it. Or you're just writing the story that, the way you want. To. Uh, that would, I mean, it's it's a safe assumption that, oh. that, that there is something skewy, screwy with 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 time, and and, and uh, that that they vanished from different times and arrived here uh, at the same time, roughly. Awesome. Uh, so yeah, that that is that is not an accident. All right, cool. <laughs> I, I I think I might have might have hit hit a nail on the head there, possibly for future <laughs> stuff. Ooh. But so um. In in your little, you you did a great job at the end. There, there's this SOS letter that yeah that, that I you liked put it in a lot. there. Yeah, that kind of is explaining a lot of stuff we're discussing with you too. So that mm-hmm. was so yeah. that was very cool to have that. But um, you did beg the question in there of what do what 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 do you want the audience to respond with? What do they think happened to Amelia Earhart and DB Cooper? Yeah, in, in real life. So, Absolutely, I, I I love these conspiracy theories and uh, possibilities. Awesome. So I I guess if it's okay, I'm going to ask you, what do you think happened to them, and we'll give you our opinions too. Uh I mean it it with Amelia and Fred, I think they probably whether they crashed and were killed or whether they landed safely on an uninhabited island. Uh, I, I don't think that they wound up with the Japanese or anything like that. And for, uh, mm-hmm. I, uh, I, I think they probably just passed away either from a crash or from, uh, I don't want to say starvation, but who knows? Uh, I don't know that I have a pet theory, but that, that special on the History Channel recently that purported to show the photo of her with the Japanese, uh, I don't know if you guys saw, but mm-hmm. like about a oh, few yeah. days after that, it was pretty widely discounted. Yeah. Uh, uh, so I, I don't put a lot of stock in that. And with D.B. Cooper, uh, that's a tougher one. 
because they didn't find him, but they did find some of the money washed ashore mm-hmm. on the shores of, of one of the, of, of, I think, the Columbia River in Oregon. Yes. Uh, so he might have survived. Uh, Amelia, I think the odds are a little greater, but D.B. Cooper could could have survived and, uh, you know, could be a very old man at this point for all we know. Well, I know that the... What, F- what do you guys think? Well, I know the FBI recently lifted the, like... Um, statute of limitations on the db cooper case so if someone turns themselves in they're kind of absolved from it apparently now uh, okay <laughs> I, I, th- I think that happened recently so i okay. mean i don't think you'd be completely absolved they probably would still do something right right uh ellie you want to go first on this one or you want me to conspiracy you put, it, put on a tinfoil hat for I, a few minutes i really am not a big conspiracy theory person i enjoy listening Boo. to them i know <laughs> i know I, I like hearing other people's ideas on that kind of thing but i'm not really so i i really don't have any i'm gonna so you, sorry go ahead go ahead no i'm gonna say so her answer is pass mm. <laughs> i okay for amelia i subscribe to the fact that i think that if they did crash in the ocean there would be no way for us to ever know yeah if, if they did go Agreed. down in the ocean it, it would be next yeah. to impossible for us yeah. to ever know that they were that wherever they crashed so i mean i don't like the i i've i've listened to podcasts and read stuff on the japanese theory and the fact that they were Mm -hmm. actually out there and this is i'm I'm really nestling this tinfoil hats firmly on my head for this one (laughs) that they were actually out there and they were supposed to ditch by order the president so that the president could send out a search party of military planes to help map the pacific ocean (laughs) In preparation for a possible war with Japan. That's interesting. And that they actually, when they did do the ditch, that's when the Japanese found them. Huh. So that's an interesting theory. I, it's like, like, like I said, I, that that one is firmly nestled on my head as a really good conspiracy theory. <laughs> um, yeah. So real quick, I'm gonna plug another podcast for a quick second. If you want a very in-depth look into the Amelia Earhart, the 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 non-science fiction version. If you want the science fiction version, definitely pick up elsewhere. But if you want the <laughs> the more real-world possible or tinfoil hat-wearing one, check out Astonishing Legends. They did an amazing job with uh, several episodes discussing the topic where they looked at it from every angle possible and every possible oh, that's cool. thing with it, too. So that that was something to where I learned a ton of stuff from next. I actually listened to it and... That's then they they go into her life too, and they talk about how she was you know somebody who once she flew for the first time, she basically got off that plane and went I'm I'm gonna do this. Huh. That's so, great, I love it. But as for DB Cooper, I don't know. He's he's one I I I guess the 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 fan school side of me wanted him to wants him to have been somebody who made it out and somehow you know. Right smuggled the money out and you know ha- happened to lose some and that's why you found some sure out there but at the same time um i uh, none of that money's ever been found in circulation yeah yeah so i i think maybe he was teleported to elsewhere <laughs> that could be that could be it's I the new theory I, I, I think I, I think I, I think you cracked it, Jay, and and, and we're, we're we're just reading it now. You've you're you're speaking the truth of the situation. Yeah, yeah. This this is actually uh, it's it's uh, it's 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 a true story. It's not fictionalized at all. 
Um, and as for, I'm, I'm going to plug another one real quick. Blurry Photos did a episode on DB Cooper that is um, very. They do a good job explaining it, but they also do a good job with with kind of humorizing the whole thing with a ton uh, of different voices and everything for the huh. for the different people involved in the whole thing. So, oh, that's cool. So that 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 one is one, and they also have a um, quote they they use for what they think happened to him when he came into contact with some trees. And I'm not gonna, yeah, <laughs> I'm not I'm not gonna spoil that, but it's it's one I wanted to use it myself, but I don't want to steal from them. So check out their podcast, <laughs> any listeners. Because they make Fair a enough. great, great term for what happens when a person comes into contact with a tree after skydiving. <laughs> I know. <laughs> brings I, back I, memories I of it's not pretty. Yeah, it brings back memories of playing Tomb Raider. <laughs> yeah, if we if we went any farther, we would have to uh, say this is not a family friendly <laughs> episode. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. so speaking on, I, I, I mean, um. Anything we can expect with elsewhere, I'm 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 gonna kind of throw that out there to see if see if we can get any more of what's coming up with <laughs> it or any any possible uh, leaks from you. I mean, I, I'm not gonna spoil anything. Oh. Uh, so uh, I, I gotta shoot you down there. Um, it, it I will say I think I said this in the end of the first issue, but it we're doing arcs in in four issue chunks. Mm-hmm. So and and the first four issues are already done uh they were done before the first one even went on sale so we have a nice lead time the book's not going to have any delays uh and uh so the first four issues will be august through november then we're going to go dark for december and then january our first trade paperback will be out uh collecting the first four issues uh and then i think february will be off again and then march will start up with the new arc uh, so we're building in buffers for ourselves so that when these arcs come out, they'll ship on time and, uh, you know, we won't go off track uh, as tends to happen in these books. <laughs> um, and it's, it, you know, we're just going to continue the adventures with Amelia and DB and their quest to uh, find Fred and get the hell out of there. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I, I didn't think I was going to pry anything out of you, but I was like, you know what? <laughs> Give it a try. Sure. So, Ellie, if you would like to to spearhead the tv front now oh okay well um zoo is is still awesome and this uh third season um i don't know i'll try to spoiler free sort of (laughs) (laughs) um it's definitely the third season is much more just like what 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 not that the other seasons (laughs) haven't been but um when we have invisible snakes, teleporting wolves, infertility. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's just crazy. Uh, and um, I have to say that my my most um, my most favorite recent um, comment is the still not the worst place I've ever been. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, I'm, I'm very intrigued to see where that's going. <laughs> Because <laughs> I was just like, huh, okay. But I, th- this season definitely has been very action-packed. And I've just, it's been really enjoyable for me. I need to get Zinger a little bit more caught up. but <laughs> I'm working on it. <laughs> yeah, thank you. We're having a lot of fun with the show. Oh, I, I, I'm, I'm upset that it's, it's getting close to, unfortunately, summer seasons are always shorter seasons than the, the regular ones. So we yeah, don't. I mean, we're, we did. Yeah, that's right. We are. We are halfway over. Yeah. We did 13 and that was seven that just aired. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we're we're past the halfway mark. That's right. 
Yeah, so I but um, there's 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 a lot of good fun coming up, and the cliffhanger is is pretty tremendous. Yes, Ooh. I'm excited! Yay! I love the cast, and um, I I like the way you're not afraid to kill somebody off. <laughs> um, yes, I mean because it's, and I'm not gonna say who because you know just in case people haven't seen you know all the the seasons and everything, but um, well, not that it's just been one, but um. I like that because there's a lot of times where you you see a show for season after season and and it's not that you don't come to love the characters, but it's not mm-hmm. realistic for nobody to die. Sure, uh, sure. So I, yeah, we we like yeah. to you know nobody's safe. Right. Uh, it's it's and and uh, you know we might be seeing a death this season. You never know. Right. Uh, dun dun dun. It's, it's danger is <laughs> always just around the corner. Well, yeah, I mean, in a world like this, you would expect it to be. <laughs> I sure, mean, it's yeah. like the same group of people have gone through all the things that they've gone through to not lose anybody. It just, it wouldn't, it, yep. it brings a little bit more realism to it. So I, I do appreciate yeah. that. So thank you. you. You got a bloodthirsty streak, it sounds like. <laughs> it, it, she, she can have that. I will, I will I definitely, yes. definitely not deny that fact for her. <laughs> Um, real quick though, for our listeners, um, I think we should kind of explain the explain Zoo real quick, just so if anyone's listening, they're they're at least knowing you know what this show is about. And and Jay, if you sure. wouldn't mind once again, yeah, uh, Zoo is based on a James Patterson novel that came out uh, a few years back, uh, and it's basically uh, it, it's like Jaws or The Birds, but across the entire animal spectrum all the animals in the world start to rebel against humanity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the show follows this kind of ragtag group of, of uh, very different people uh, who kind of come together to try to uh, figure out what's wrong with the animals, what's causing this. Uh, because the, the government response is, well, let's just kill them all. Right. Uh, but the, the, our heroes, of course, are trying to find another way out of it that, that doesn't result in the death of all the animals in the world. Uh, and then, so that was the first two seasons, basically. And then the uh-huh. third season that, that's airing now, we jump 10 years into the future. So right. the third season has a, uh, uh, there's sort of a children of men uh-huh. aspect to it where, uh, because of events in the second season, uh, humanity has become sterile. No kids have been born in the past 10 years. And so in addition to animals going crazy, uh, we also have mankind on the verge of extinction. So it's kind of a two-pronged problem now. Uh, so that that's basically the show. It's kind of science fiction, action-adventure, uh, mystery thriller. It's got a lot of everything in it. Yeah. And, and I like... Um... And it has a good mixture, too, of you have the, the main group that does stuff together, but then it still has really interesting, like, B and C stories that are yeah. kind of yeah. going along with it. Um, so I, I like that, too, because some shows kind of get, you know, it's always the same group. They're always together. It's right, always right. the same thing. Yeah. So I do like the fact that they do break off and they have, you know, other side stories going on that, that meld well with the main story. Yeah, we like to mix it up and pair our characters off in, in different ways. Right. Uh, it just keeps the storytelling interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most definitely. Well, I've actually got a question on this front, and this is something sure. that 
I I think I, I'm almost positive we, we skipped the last time for some reason. I wish I had asked. So what is it like to write for a TV show? Like, I'm just wondering, is it something to where you're sitting there in a writer's room and you're all throwing ideas back and forth? Is it something to where you have certain characters that you're supposed to write for? How does that work? Like, what is a basic... What's a day in the life of Jay when he's writing for the zoo? Like uh, for TV shows, I mean, each show is different, but mm-hmm. but the, the most common sort of uh, approach to television writing is a show that utilizes the writers' room, and, and we do that on Zoo, where and that means that you know we spend most of our days every day in the writers' room. There's anywhere from you know six to ten writers in there at any given time, and. Uh, we have a bunch of whiteboards on the wall, and we we come up with each episode's story together. Uh, and in 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 anywhere from loose to very detailed stories. Uh, some shows you'll come up with a very loose story, and then the person assigned to write that episode will peel off and go and write it, and have to flesh out a lot of details on his or her own. Uh, on Zoo, we got fairly detailed, and, and by that I mean we know every scene what happens, and we know what the act-outs are, which is, you know, when you go to commercial, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, we know, you know, what how it ends, we know how it begins, we know what the action sequence is, but there's still places for the writer to improvise and embellish on what was come up in the, what was developed in the room. Uh, so... You know, once the episode is is broken, as we say, uh, then the the writer of that episode goes off, and you first write a uh, what's called a story area, which is a document anywhere from a page to four pages that just kind of gives a brief overview of the episode, and that gets sent to the studio and to the network, and they chime in with their notes, and then after that, you then go and write the outline for the episode, which is a slightly more fleshed out version of what we came up with on the whiteboards, which kind of breaks down every scene, gives a little summary of every scene. And that's anywhere from 10 to 20 pages. And then once that gets notes from the network in the studio, then the writer goes off and writes the actual script, fleshing out that outline into a, you know, 55 page script, uh, which then gets noted and gets sent to production up in Vancouver and uh, on Zoo, the writers get to go to set. So we get sent up to Vancouver for uh, the whole shoot. So we're, we're there with the director uh, kind of helping to shepherd the episode through. Uh, some shows, you don't get to go to set. And then once you write your episode, you just rotate right back into the writer's room. Uh, oh, okay. And, you know, you're, you're available for phone calls from production but you don't actually go up there but i've been lucky in the shows i've worked on we've we've been sent up to uh to be on set for our episodes which is is great it's a nice break from the room i mean it's a lot of work because you work like 12 14 hour days uh but it's uh it's just such a different environment from being in a writer's room that it's 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 a pretty great experience Awesome. And you actually answered one of my other questions is because I know from your Twitter that you've pointed out that you've been in Vancouver for stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was going to yeah. ask, is that something normal or is that, you know, are you there? What what exactly are you there for? But you actually answered that perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. It's it is on, on a lot of shows. It's normal. The writer goes up. Uh, uh, so, yeah, it's and it's it's great. You go up. Generally, what we do is we go up for uh, 
Zoo shoots an episode in eight days. And then when you're shooting one episode, the episode that follows it is in prep for eight days before that. And huh. uh, so we usually go up for the last couple of days of prep uh, to take, a, take some meetings and meet the director and see the locations they've picked out and all that. And then we're there for the full eight days of shooting. And then we come home. Now, I got a question real quick, because I know I've, Mm -hmm. from listening to commentaries and behind-the-scenes stuff, as a writer, if you're there, would you, like, if there's a certain scene that doesn't really work with them actually trying to act out, would that be something you would rewrite on the spot or redo on the spot? Does that Uh, that happen? Yeah, we do that uh, frequently. Uh, Sometimes (laughs) it's big, sometimes it's, I mean, it's, it's usually not rewriting the entire scene, it's usually, hey, this exchange between these two characters here is a little clumsy and and the actors may have you know hey can i say this instead or it feels like my character would say this and you know we have the authority to say yeah you can say that or no you need to say the way it was written or you know you don't have to say that but what you're suggesting doesn't work either here how about this third option uh so it's collaborative you know we try to be collaborative you know sometimes the director will have concerns or notes about the way a scene was written other times the actors may you know have opinions about it and uh sometimes we explain to them why it was written that way and they're oh okay i didn't you know i missed that that makes sense other times you know uh they'll raise a good point and we'll say yeah you're right that doesn't quite work let's change it to this and sometimes that involves actual writing where i will sit down and write a new passage of dialogue and other times, it's just kind of on the fly. We just do it verbally. Like, yeah, yeah, say this, this, and this, and, you know, we'll call it good. Uh, so it just depends on how involved it is. Neat. Has there ever been a storyline when you're in the writer's room that, like, there was, like, this big, you know, differing of opinions of how they wanted it to go? Like, some writers are like, oh, I really want it to, to go this way, and others are like, no, 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 I think it should be this way. Has there ever been one major one that you stands out to you that was just, you know, it was hard for you to, guys to decide how you wanted the story to go? Uh, I mean, not really. What, what, what prevents that sort of thing from happening is that there is a hierarchy. We do have a showrunner. Okay. And basically, what he says goes. So... <laughs> You know, we may disagree about what we should do, but if he wants it to be a certain way, it's going to be that way. Okay. Uh, uh, There have been times where either we have wanted to do something that he didn't or he wanted to do something that we thought was not the right way to go. And, you know, that gets frustrating at times. But, you know, it's it's the the showrunner is the boss. They have uh, – it's their show. Our job is to – deliver that show and to write in the showrunner's voice as much as we can uh so it's just it's it's the job it's how it goes okay cool um no just just when ellie said that i kind of got this image in my head of like a ton of people around each of their whiteboards like violently scribbling no and no it needs to be this way but <laughs> I, I i guess you comment in a few tables you know flipped over with them throwing you know wadded up papered <laughs> scripts at each other going no you're wrong but well, I, I, I guess I wish we cared that much <laughs> Well, that's well, that's that's definitely cool. I mean, that that's definitely a great behind the scenes thing. I mean, that that was that's something to where I've I've heard a lot about it, but getting a first hand account like that was really sure. cool. So that's yeah. definitely something awesome. So, um, when can people check out an episode of Zoo? Uh the first two seasons are available on Netflix anytime. Uh, the third season is airing now, and it airs Thursday nights at 
10 on CBS. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then once the season's over, which will be in in six weeks, the third season will get put up on Netflix pretty quick. Mm -hmm. Their their deal is that once the season's over, it gets up there. So within a few weeks, maybe a month, that that season will be available on Netflix. Neat. So that's definitely something. If this this conversation sounded interesting, anyone definitely check out the zoo. All right, so now we're... And how does that, I'm sorry, I I don't know if you know or not, but how does that affect the, do you get credit back for the ratings for that? Like once it hits Netflix, all those views that people get, even though it's not during the, the normal season, do you, uh, do you get any it, kickback? It doesn't, it doesn't affect the ratings, but uh, CBS, the studio, sees money from it because Netflix okay. pays a certain uh, you know fee to, to be able to broadcast the show. So uh, it's just an additional revenue stream for them, okay. uh, separate from the ratings and the advertising and stuff. Okay, yeah, I didn't know if that helped as far as, you know, renewals or anything like that. If it, uh, it I mean, it does popular. help if if Netflix wants it again, because the, the original Netflix deal, from what I understand, was for the first three seasons. And now we're airing the third season, so... Right. If we get a fourth season, they'll have to renegotiate a deal with Netflix. And if Netflix wants it, that might uh, make us more attractive to be renewed. Okay. Uh, but I, there's no way to know right. how it's going to work out. Okay. I was just curious. Now, that deal <laughs> will involve people violently riding on whiteboards and flipping cables and throwing that, stuff. That very, much, that very well could. <laughs> That's what we want. We're trying to get that in our head. <laughs> sure. <laughs> So, we're going to move on to your other currently running comic. Mm-hmm. Sure. Copperhead, which is yes. what, what we discussed with you the first time you were on. Um, we've we've made it through the third arc or the third volume of it. And the yeah. fourth one is due out to begin in October, if I'm correct? I believe so, yes. Yes. And um, very, very interesting storyline with the third one, if I do say so myself. Uh Thank you, Claire. Claire definitely won an adventure, but I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try to pronounce his name properly. I listened several times. <laughs> just say Boo. I I, I just boo. yeah, not Bo. It's Boo. boo. I know, but because I, I was trying to do is I was trying to boo Bo Droxafinicus. No, don't even. That, that was close. That yes. Was close. Yes. Because <laughs> yep. I was I, in my mind, I was starting to say it. I'm like, no, I'm gonna stop. So that's why. But anyways. Yeah, that that that, that was pretty pretty close. But he, he gets a... I'm trying to decide how much I want to get in depth with discussing it with you because I know that the new volume's coming out soon. I don't want to spoil anything because it's, right. it's got some spoiler stuff in this mm-hmm. in this um, arc. So Yeah, yeah. But I guess it's not a spoiler to say that, you know, our good old boy gets a gets a big promotion <laughs> in this. Yeah, he, 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 he sees a... He, he, he gets, uh, like you said, a promotion, uh, a change of fortune. Yes, um, he he become. Uh, I guess I'll just say cause it, that happens early in the arc. He becomes the mayor, actually. Yep. yep. And that's uh, thanks to Hickory kind of manipulating stuff behind the scenes, which is right. Which is very right. interesting. And I I just I, I just loved reading it. It was it was one of those things where every issue ended with a, like another like I got to pick up the next one, obviously, because it's a cliffhanger every time. Mm-hmm. That's that's the that's the idea. That's 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 the rub there with that. But <laughs> um, you you worked with uh, Drew Drew Moss on the doing yep. the art for this one. I think he did. I just wanted to comment on it. I think he did a phenomenal job picking up. Um, 
after Scott um, went to go do Superman and Green Lantern and all the other stuff that Scott does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Drew had some pretty big shoes to fill, and I and I think he he filled them admirably. Uh, you know, Scott created the look of Copperhead and visually created all these characters, and uh, you know, that's a lot to to carry on. And, and Drew really did it uh, without missing a beat. Uh, we're so happy to have him on the team. Awesome, and he will be on for the fourth arc or volume four too, correct? Yes, correct. Yep. Awesome. Um, and that, like I said, we will, that will be out in October. But, um, spoiler alert here. Uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> so I just want to. I just want to kind of. You've you've been you've been teasing at something since volume one, basically. Okay. About Claire's past, and it's finally seems to have caught up with her now. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure. I'm guessing that the I know you're probably going to be like I'm not going to spoil anything for the fourth <laughs> volume, but I'm pretty sure that that's going to be what the next arc is going to be possibly beginning. What's what's happened with her, and you know how everything's coming back to now haunt her. Uh, yeah, it's, but the fourth volume will answer a lot of questions about her past. We will see flashbacks Ooh. to her life before Copperhead. Uh, uh, so yeah, I mean I'm not going to say what the details are, but we do see. Uh, we do learn about her past and exactly why she felt she had to come to Copperhead. Awesome, awesome. Well, that's that's definitely something to look forward to. Uh, the I know that the new that the volume three comes out on trade very, I think September first. Uh, no, it comes out this. It comes out in August, I believe. Oh, okay. Oh. I think it's the last week in August. All right, awesome. I I've was thinking it was either the first week of september the last week of august so so that will definitely yeah. be something to check out i mean I, yeah, like I said, drew already it, has his copies i, 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 yet, I saw that i saw yeah. that i was very jealous of it yeah likewise so no that that's great um definitely make sure to find that on um what where, where are some of the best places to buy that in your opinion jay the the trades i mean the best place is if you have a local comics shop to mm-hmm. go there if, if you have a comic shop in your town go there uh if you don't and uh, want to rely on mail order, uh, I mean, Amazon carries the trades. Uh, um, there are uh, bigger uh, brick-and-mortar comic stores that have big online presences like uh, milehighcomics.com, uh, mycomicshop.com, um, midtowncomics.com. Uh, those are just three off the top of my head. There's many others out there, and... Uh, if uh, if if yours is one of them, I apologize for not naming it. <laughs> and if you want to read it digitally, you could read it on Comixology, uh, and you know, read it on your computer or your iPad or your Kindle or or what have you. Uh, so there's there's plenty of ways to to get caught up to speed with the book. Awesome. Um, and that's you can also get elsewhere that way too. Correct. Yes. Yes. All those things apply to elsewhere. Cool. I just wanted to say that because I know that some people have pointed out that they had a hard time finding it or having trouble finding it. So if they really want to read yep. it, you can get it digitally as yep. well. And, and you can also get it digitally directly from imagecomics.com Ooh, where you nice. can get it and as a PDF or a CBZ file, which is not uh, uh, protected. Uh, it's DRM-free, so you can, you know, don't you own them. They're not... Uh, you know they're not copyright protected like that, uh, and with the if you buy them from ImageComics.com, I think we get more of the profit goes to the creators. Awesome, uh, well, that's which is nice. That's but definitely that, great. That to should hear. not inflict 
that shouldn't impact your buying. Buy it wherever is most convenient for you. All right, awesome. And um, I, I know I've I, we spoke to Scott about this when he was on, but I just want to kind of ask you real quick. Um, he's going to be assisting you with the writing duties coming up soon. Yes. Is that correct? Yeah. Yes, it is. In in the fifth arc, uh, between my TV writing and, and some other stuff I have going on, I uh, I just realized that it might be easier to, to co-write, and no one knows Copperhead better than Scott. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I mean, we would co- sort of, you know, we would bounce ideas around for uh, the issues he was drawing anyway. Uh, so this is just kind of even, this is just roping him back in to... to helping me plot out the issues, but in a more formal way. Uh, so yeah, it, it's going to be great to, uh, uh, to, to see how that goes. And I mean, I'm sure it'll go great. Uh, but, but to, to, to get some more of Scott's ideas back in the book. Awesome. And I have to, I just have to ask you this question. So mm-hmm. hypothetically, if you were going on an adventure and he had to choose Amelia or Clara. Which one would you choose to go with uh, you? Am- Amelia. Okay. And why? No contest. She, she's nicer <laughs> than Clara. Uh, okay. Clara's <laughs> kind of a jerk. Uh, but Amelia is cool and heroic, and uh, Clara is uh, kind of a sourpuss. So I <laughs> would uh, I, I would rather spend time with Amelia. I think. Okay. All right. Awesome. Well, we've got kind of a few quick questions for you that are kind of. I guess rope in all your experience, if that's okay to ask you real okay, quick. Okay, sure. All right. Um, what were some of your favorite? Because you mentioned on, and I'm going to call back to our previous episode a little bit here. So if you want to check that out, definitely go back in our our archives of podcasts and check out <laughs> the first interview with Jay. But you mentioned that, that you enjoyed reading comics as a kid. What kind of yeah. comics did you enjoy reading? Uh, it was mostly superhero stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I, I really loved the... Uh, the Wolfman and Perez Teen Titans and Yay. the, uh, um, you know, Claremont and, and I, I kind of, I came into X-Men as Paul Smith was taking over the art and Chris Claremont was writing. So that's kind of my favorite X-Men era. Uh, I read the Legion. I read Alpha Flight. Um, uh, I mean, those were the big ones when I was, a, when I was growing up, um, uh, and then as I got into high school and stuff, I, I branched out into more independent books at the time. John Sable was a big favorite of mine. Uh, Bill Willingham did a book called The Elementals, which was his his big book before he, he did Fables. Uh, <laughs> I loved The Elementals. Uh, I loved The New Warriors at Marvel. That The, the mm-hmm. first version of that book was tremendous. Uh, so yeah, it was mainly superhero stuff, but there was some action-adventure uh, mixed in with it. Awesome, awesome. Um, so another thing, and this is something I think you can gather pretty quickly from your your Twitter feed at times. Mm-hmm. Your favorite genre would be of of like TV shows and stuff. You have said is like seventies, eighties kind of detective stuff. It, it's yeah, detect, detective shows, and and I, I really have a soft spot for the yeah for the seventies and eighties era uh, of that genre for All sure. Right. So I got two questions on here for this one. What was okay. what, what what was your favorite? And if you could, would you either would you either write a TV show based on a detective, or would you do a comic if you had uh, the option? Gotcha. My favorite in, in ter- was probably 
if I had to pick a favorite, it's probably Magnum P.I. with <laughs> the oh, Rockford yeah. Files as a very close second. Uh, and I, I would... I would love to do, uh, you know, to do a detective story, uh, and I, I hope to at some point. Uh, but I, I think I would prefer to do a television version more than a comic book version. I, I just think that those things, I think there's more of an audience for television, uh, for uh, detective stories in television as opposed to comics. Because uh, detective stories by nature are uh, kind of talky and, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of stuff can get boring in a comic but in a in a filmed version it's more interesting uh but i think they both have their merits but uh if i was to tell a detective story in the genre of my choosing it would be a television version awesome so i'm assuming it would start out in the pouring rain someone with a fedora <laughs> and a in a, in a long well, black I don't know. Coat. It could start off in a, in, a, in a Hawaiian shirt and a red Ferrari. There you go. <laughs> There's so many different ways to go with that. Well, Never rains in Hawaii. You don't need a trench coat. There you go. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you once again for coming on. Um, we yeah. thoroughly enjoyed having you on ag- again to, to discuss numerous things that, that, that you work on. I, I don't know how you find the time of the day sometimes. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> it's uh, a lot of uh, compartmentalization. <laughs> awesome well what are some of the best ways for people to find more of more more out about you or more about the stuff you work on uh i mean you can if you go to image comics website they have a kind of a library of all the the work i've done for them which is the majority of my career has been there uh if you want to see what i'm up to you can follow me on twitter and it's just at jay ferber at my name uh and yeah i mean i think that's probably the best way to just keep up with what's going on is uh is to follow me on twitter awesome well thanks again for being on and yes, we're thank gonna you. we're gonna go to a quick thank break you guys and all right come back more zingness strange animals podcast brings you weekly episodes about surprising mysterious or just plain strange animals from the vampire squid to the unicorn, tune in to discover your new favorite animal. Check us out on strangeanimalspodcast.com or listen on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. Hello, everyone. That was super awesome. Welcome back. Yeah, that was some great behind-the-scenes stuff on TV shows. It's yeah. one of those things that was cool to get a first-hand account of a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So we, was... we took them to school. Well, not Jay. We took our listeners to school. And he took us to school with them. Yeah. He he taught us some very interesting stuff. Back and just, to... in, and just in time for back-to-school. <laughs> That's right. This was our back-to-school <laughs> shopping episode. Something. Sure, sure. Why not? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so real quick, um, mm-hmm. I, I just want to say that I, I actually found out a cool trick with iTunes where I can see reviews from other areas of the world, and we actually have had one that we have neglected. <gasps> so I am sorry, but we actually found out that we had a five-star review in Great Britain. Yes, that's jolly good. Stop. You're, we're we're going to lose them real quick <laughs> if we keep this up. Aw. But no, um... So, Ellie, you, as you always do, if you would not mind reading. Yes. 
Are you going to try doing a British accent? Oh, man. I'm going to be terrible at it. No, I can't. I can't. It's going to be bad. I can't. Okay. I'm going to put too many extra things in <laughs> it if I try to do it. Okay. Oh, well, very good pod. Oh, that's 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 the title of yes, it. Yes, the title. And then it says, really funny and everyone blends together well. Thank you so much. That's awesome. Yes, thank you so much for that. And we would like to um, say a, you're welcome for not doing that in a uh, probably terrible British accent yes, by us. Yes, yes, I'm sorry. I'm sure it was I love British them. accents too, so I don't want to, yeah. Well, no. speaking of British accents oh. and, Brit- and even a British podcast real quick. Okay. Uh, one people should check out is name not yet decided podcast we are actually got a name drop on there as part of their like list of top podcasts that's exciting so i think i can correlate the fact that i think that review came from this podcaster that's awesome sauce jolly good if you would jolly good no you i you can't take i just said it earlier i said uh, i don't i i got no other british idioms off the top of my head right now I got like one or two, but I'm not going to do them. I'm hungry for some fish and chips. No. Anyways, thank you guys very much for listening to this episode. <laughs> I really am hungry, though. So <laughs> I did so have since, fish tonight. So since Ellie is hungry, <laughs> let's 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 wrap this episode up, if you would. Okay. So, what are some of the best ways to find us, as always? Well, don't forget to check us out on Podbean. You can also find us on. Apple Podcasts, previously iTunes. Why do you get lower there? Because I just feel like mentioning it. So everyone's not like, what's this new Apple Podcasts oh, thing? Oh, okay. Or maybe um, everyone knows it's Apple Podcasts. And maybe we're the I, last ones I, to I'm say just it. that behind the yes, times. It is possible. Um, with, with the internets. Bro- oh, no, there's no way. <laughs> you live on the internet. Um, I do. <laughs> Facebook, Zingness. You can also find us on Twitter, at Zingness. Mm-hmm. Of course, you can find us on Instagram as well at Zingness Podcast. If you want to see us playing some games, possibly Just Cause, maybe yes. be, maybe make an you appearance. You know, people want to see me play Just Cause. It's you pretty. You can exciting. find that on Twitch.tv slash Zingness, and you can also find us on Patreon. Yes. W W. I'll stop. No, go ahead. Okay www.patreon.com slash zingness. Go ahead, Zinger. What were you going to say? I was going to point out that this week we will have our some extra content on there for our patrons. There will be a another magic breakdown of me discussing a previous week of Friday Night Magic and breaking down one of my decks. And we will also have our next month in preview as well on there for patrons as well. So definitely check out Patreon. And um, to a certain person... If you're a patron, you might get a hint at what I'm going to be bringing next time we face off. You know oh. who you are, Toby. Oh, wow. Just come out and say his name. He called me out. I'm calling back. Oh, I picked up that phone. I dialed. I, I didn't answer it. You named the time and place, buddy. Oh, my gosh. Stop it. Okay, I'm, we're moving on. I'm, I'm, I'm ready for the next <laughs> round, man. I'm ready. I'm You'd, ready. I'm telling you, if you guys keep it up, I'm joining the fight. Why not? We'd have to get a different um, referee, though. No, you'll, you'll, you'll somehow ref those. Oh, I will ref and play. That sounds I, fantastic. Oh, no, I got a great idea. <laughs> Whoever wins from each round mm. has to face your team. Ooh. 
So then the person who's not in refs. Oh, God. We're supposed to be wrapping this episode up. <laughs> okay, so YouTube, search Zingness. Zingness. And don't forget to subscribe. If we get to 100 mm-hmm. subscribers on there, of course, we'll be able to be YouTube.com slash Zingness. Woo! Woo! But if you want to get a hold of us directly, you can go to... You can email us. That too. At Zingness at gmail.com. Awesome. A quick update for anyone who's interested. Star Wars will be out later this week. We are doing Empire with a special guest. I'm going to... You want me to reveal it? Yes. Phil Rue joins us again. Yes. Because one of his favorite Star Wars... Uh, not only his favorite Star Wars, but maybe I'm spoiling this for him. His favorite movie of all time, too. Wow, that's awesome. And he was on to discuss it with us. So that will be out later this week. Uh, for the Patreon stuff, that will be out as well later this week. Also, don't forget to check out Else Nerds last week. I was on there and had a really fun time discussing everything super nerdy, as well as Mind of a Geek the week before that. So don't forget to check out those podcasts to see some more of um, Zinger being uber nerdy. And also, don't forget, I also do the Star Wars Junk Podcast. Mm-hmm. And our sound guy is a Aaron. And as always... DJ Golden Boy 89. Play, Play us, us out. out. And don't forget, we will be doing our read this this month on Spider Man Blue. So that will be out on actually the last day of the month. I know it was. I'll, I'll edit that out. Sorry, I was crossing out something on my on no, my no, things. No, I'm like, right. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask that question again or say something wrong. Oh my goodness.